With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dr. Jerome Corsi, and today is Monday, July 17th. 2023. Thank you for joining us. We've got a lot to cover today. Let's go uh, immediately to the first story. Uh, the uh, financial system that we're going through, I think, is in a paradigm shift internationally. There's a very good economist, a guy that I follow called, his name is Zoltan Posar, or Posar. Uh, he was with Credit Suisse. He now has his own blog. It's called ex uno pluris, which means out of one many. And um, that's a reverse of our, you know, ex pluribus unum, which is out of many one, which is the model of the United States or has been in terms of the melting pot of all these different countries. We become one America. Of course, I don't under diversity. This is a complete challenge to that idea. And um, that's what basically Zoltan is picking up on is that out of one out of a world order in which the United States economically has dominated since World War II under the Bretton Woods idea, the Bretton Woods agreement was formed uh, in 1944 as the World War II was coming to an end. And the idea was the dollar would become the basis, the reserve currency in international trade. Uh, All countries would in their exchanging between nations take their currency and go into dollars dollars would be transferred to the other country and then at the other country they would be exchanged in that country's currency well in the this current electronic world that's uh, not necessary any longer we could transfer electronically now their idea is either with central bank currency or there's no reason to just use the dollar you could use the yuan china's currency or the currency of any other nation, or you could actually use um, international transfer procedures like XRP, which is a cryptocurrency which could be integrated into an international payment system. Part of the problem was that we had this SWIFT system, S-W-I-F-T, which was used internationally for years to make transactions between nations on international commerce. And with the sanctions against Russia, over invading Ukraine, we cut Russia off from using SWIFT. We weaponized the uh, international trade system by doing so. While Russia retaliated, so Russia and China now are 
in the process of creating their own central bank digital currencies. They are part of the BRICS nation, Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, and South Africa. And they are creating their own international currency, and they ultimately will create a gold currency, gold-backed currency. So what uh, Posar is saying is we're starting to see evidence that more and more commodity trades are being settled in the Chinese currency. This is the renminbi, which is their form, international form of the Chinese currency. And uh, Zoltan suggests that central bank digital currencies could create a new network of correspondent central banks facilitating direct settlement of international transactions between central banks rather than relying on corresponding banks. By establishing the state-to-state central bank-to-central bank network independent of Western financial centers and the dollar, Zoltan believes it could provide an alternative to the current dollar-based system. So regarding the roles of CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies, Zoltan suggests they can be part of uh, the this whole new structure, which would essentially tie in with the Republic Bank of China's central bank digital currency, with Russia's, with all other nations, and bypass using SWIFT, bypassing using the dollar. So we are shifting away from the dollar in large part because the dollar is so weak because we have so many dollars being printed by the Biden administration. We've reached $32 trillion in national debt. The interest on the national debt is about $1 trillion a year. This is a sure path to financial ruin of the dollar, and the international world is realizing it. They're realizing America is no longer uh, the strongest nation in the world. We're actually self-destructing, and so therefore... The power vacuum is being filled by countries like Russia and China. Also, you see North Korea on the ascendancy, uh, developing a nuclear weapons program that's pretty advanced. Iran is on the verge of testing a nuclear weapon. And thank you, John Kerry and uh, Biden. We've done nothing to prevent Iran from continuing to accelerate its, its nuclear weapons program. We're allowing Iran to get back into international trade selling its oil on the international markets, and Iran is fostering and supporting terrorism throughout the Middle East and actually throughout the world. And we've got a much more dangerous world also with Russia now at war in Ukraine. But it certainly is a multipolar world. And what Posar is saying is that uh, he thinks that in this world, uh, gold uh, essentially survives. You basically have... um, gained sovereignty from a monetary perspective in addition with the gold, with having gold. Gold uh, will survive, he said. I think the um, currencies based on gold are going to become the new standard, and the fiat currencies are going to be considered to be inherently destructive because they tempt governments just to print money. And when we have this kind of Ponzi scheme where the Treasury creates money and debt uh, and the Federal Reserve buys the debt, puts it on their balance sheet as an asset, uh, this is just a nonsense. 
because to when those bonds come due, the Treasury just prints more money. The Federal Reserve buys the debt and then pays off previous interest on government debt that the Treasury has in assets with the newly created money. It's a Ponzi scheme, and it will crash. Well, that's the first article, and I want to highlight that it is um, uh, the new book I've got. Please do take a look at it. And if you go to our website, uh, you'll see Swiss America is offering a number there. If you want to consult with Swiss America, calling that number, you can get a free copy of the book. And I'm encouraging people to do that. I think you should really consider having some of your IRAs and 401ks in gold. We're entering into a new economic situation, and I'm saying we're going to have a massive economic crash. Uh, The second story I'm covering today uh, says that we're already in this financial crisis because Europe has declared and is now in a recession. There's no doubt that Europe is in a recession, and the Europeans are becoming poorer. So the new reality in Europe is that with an aging population and after COVID and then the war with Ukraine, uh, the middle class in Europe is getting tremendously squeezed. So they're saying the French are eating less foie gras, they're drinking less red wine, the Spaniards are uh, being skimpy with olive oil, and uh, the Finns being urged to take saunas on windy days when energy is less expensive. In Germany, meat and milk consumptions fall to the lowest level in three decades. And the once booming market for organic food uh, has tanked. Italy's development minister, who is Adolfo Urso, uh, said there was a crisis in May, he declared, because the pasta prices had doubled. Of course, that's tremendous a detriment to the uh, middle class in Italy that is very dependent on eating pasta. So with consumption spending in free fall, Europe has already in a recession and started at the beginning of the year. And uh, that plus the drain on the economies be with all this military spending going to fight Russia and Ukraine and the disastrous effect of Russia cutting off natural gas uh, from EU countries by shutting down the pipeline. Uh, this is a this is a de- de- very difficult situation. I'm saying that it's almost like an intentionally caused international global crisis because we have this massive debt. Commercial real estate in the United States is going to be refinanced. It's probably a billion. $0.5 between now and the end of the year in commercial real estate, and most of it, when it refinances, is going to be in or close to default. This is a, this is a bubble ready to burst, and I'm warning people, get out of the stock market and take a look at your 401ks and your IRAs. If you've got mutual funds that are investing in, um, in stocks and bonds, it may be time to find new mutual funds or to begin talking to Swiss America or you know your your favorite expert about the pro- appropriate way to own real gold 
in your IRAs or 401ks when economies crash like these are going to crash, gold and silver are your safe haven. Okay, now, um, Chris, if we're stable, you can comment if you can get online to do so. As you said, this was a manufactured situation where we see not only the economies going down in the uh, in, in within the European Union, but of course here in the U.S., Canada's not doing so well in and of itself, but there are other reasons for that. Um, it's something, the, the idea, I, I still remember back when Clinton was president, he always said, or at least I remember him saying, he looks forward to the day, and I'm paraphrasing this, looking, looks forward to the day where America is no longer the most powerful nation in the world. Well, he'd love today. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. The fact is, though, the U European Union's weakening itself, making its people poorer, the U.S. is doing the same thing all through Ukraine by trying to trying to tell us they're doing something noble. But you heard what what uh, President Biden mistakenly said again, the uh, quiet part out loud, that we're running low on munitions. That's a that's a certain green light to our enemies and the increasingly powerful nations to tell them, hey, we're weak. The time is ripe for pouncing upon us. Well, it's, I, I think it's a very frightening time. Uh, by the way, I'll be on Coast to Coast AM again to talk about this new book. Um, on Thursday night, I have the first half of the show, and I'm looking forward to getting back on with Coast to Coast. I haven't been on the show since 2020. I needed to take a break entirely after the Mueller investigation offered me a plea deal and wanted to put me in prison. I refused the plea deal, and they didn't indict me, but it's been a very disruptive four or five years of my life, and uh, including going through a, a horrific divorce after 32 years of marriage, my wife decided to uh, go and have an affair. So here I am. This been a very, very difficult four years for me, but I'm now committed to coming back and uh, really getting involved, uh, continuing to report, and continuing to write books. Our next story, okay, the there's a globalist plan. The, it really kind of surprised me to see the Bank and International Settlements came out with this report, and they want to have a unified ledger. Now, what this means is when you get central bank digital currency and you go to a cashless society, you'll have to have a digital ID in order to have a bank account, which means you have a real ID probably with biometrics, so your fingerprints or your eyes or, you know, the different things that you can do to recognize, even planting chips on people, which is being talked about, something to electronically identify you as who you are. And then everything you own will be digitized. In other words, your home property, instead of a deed that's registered with the town, will be an electronic deed and it will be put on your ledger electronically, along with your bank accounts and everything else. Now, the problem is once all these records are digitized and everything you own digitized, including stocks and bonds or investments or cryptocurrency, uh, the government has the ability to track it. And they can provide a database in which they know everything you own. And if, once they shut it, you down, they decide to, you can show up one day and your money's gone simply because the government shut you down or took it. 
Now, that's where the convenience of all these things with electronics, where we like our cell phones, we like the ability to do online banking and our cell phones, all this is very seductive. But at the same time, uh, the, you know, the, unless we have the self-custody, which crypto allows today, where you can have the blockchain and you can be in charge of owning your own crypto and not identified as such with it, except through codes that protect your identity, uh, the globalists can take anything away from you that is put onto this central bank uh, ledger because central banks are going to have centralized global control. Uh, We're going into a world of total surveillance where you can have 24-7, you can have monitors that monitor everything you're doing, and all of this is, I think, together going to be a dystopian future which again, I think it's going to be valuable to have some gold. Gold may be the only thing that holds its value as these uh, fiat currencies crash and burn. Now, I watched very carefully over the weekend this whole idea of NATO accepting Ukraine membership. And of course, Joe Biden was there and told Zelensky of Ukraine, well, you're going to get into NATO. And they pumped up this whole issue of joining NATO. Well, then finally... NATO issued a, uh, a directive, essentially, saying that Ukraine could join, but there were a lot of conditions. And the conditions were that uh, Ukraine had to essentially clean up its corruption. Now, Zelensky wasn't expecting this. And the idea that we know, I mean, Zelensky in, has been aligned with the western part of Ukraine, which has been systematically working with Nazis in Germany, going back to the before World War II. These various brigades fighting for Zelensky are neo-Nazi brigades with Nazi-like symbols and messages. And uh, I watched over the weekend with this conference that was being held in Washington. Uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed Vice President, former Vice President Mike Pence. Pence, of course, came out with this bold support of Ukraine on the principle they were freedom fighters fighting Russia. And I thought Tucker Carlson did a very effective job of pointing out to Pence that Zelensky was closing down Russian Orthodox churches, and Pence as a Christian was accepting that, and uh, that the whole idea of this war was confrontative uh, I, th- I think essentially NATO has served its purpose, and NATO is obsolete at this point. We continue to want to expand NATO, and as we do expand NATO, we've done this since the post-war world. Now we're thinking about including uh, Sweden and Ukraine in NATO, which is going to be right on the border of Russia. So NATO's been in a reckless desire to expand after World War, after the Cold War, and this begins to definitely set up confrontations with Russia as Russia as a nation state wants a buffer, you know, this whole sphere of influence on Eastern Europe, which we don't intrude upon. It'd be like having, you know, Russia putting again, missiles back in Cuba, which caused the Cuban missile crisis in 1962. So from its formation in 1949, 
till the disintegration of the USSR, which occurred when the wall came down, Berlin Wall. NATO was defined by the Cold War, and it was designed to contain communism, Russia, so it did not expand beyond the states that Franklin Roosevelt agreed Russia could occupy at the end of World War II, which included Hungary, Czechoslovakia, and Poland. Now, during the Cold War, it's arguable that NATO served a purpose, although I think John Kennedy was realizing that confrontation with Russia was not necessary and that we could accommodate without having the going to the constantly to the brink of nuclear war. I think the current globalist leadership has gone past that issue. I think they are depopulationist. So we heard Kamala Harris this weekend slip up and say that one of the goals uh, was to reduce the population. Well, you know, she is not bright enough not to say that in public. So White House tried to scrub that out of the remarks. But the point is that I've been pointing out, and I point out, you know, in this my book on global warming, the first three or four chapters, the whole point I'm making is that this uh, globalist move on climate change originated the end of World War II by taking over the environmentalist movement with the essentially communism. It started with John Ehrlich, who uh, put into place the real existential fear. It wasn't just that there were we were going to use up all the resources of the world. This is what Paul Ehrlich and the Population Bomb, 1968, his book, maintained. Uh, but we were going to be using hydrocarbon fuels since the Industrial Revolution. We're going to be emitting carbon dioxide. That was going to... Um, destroyed earth was going to become too hot we were all going to die so the you know the movement to reimagine capitalism which is what essentially this is reimagining is all neo-marxist idea in other words what we have to do is to get to this utopia we have to create it ideologically you know a matter of belief in other words diversity uh, having all this gender confusion, all of these ideas, diversity, inclusiveness, etc. This is the kind of society they want to create. And so, therefore, if you oppose this objective, you can't be allowed to even talk because you are not on board with the utopian idea that destroying capitalism is going to get us to a diverse society, which is going to be more just social justice well these ideas are very destructive hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And they don't produce social justice. But uh, I'm saying essentially like, you know, I'm just going to read a couple of sentences. As I was saying, the this begins up chapter three. The hydrocarbon energy is the devil. The green movement is chosen 
to vilify in a global consensus. The theme that we must decarbonize and save the planet can be traced back to the creation of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, a part of the UN in 1988, formed by the World Meteorological Organization and the United Nations Environmental Program, the IPCC, International uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, Headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland, comprises 195 member states with the full endorsement of the United Nations General Assembly. And their first assessment in 1990 influenced the formation of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which is an international treaty to reduce global warming and cope with the consequences of climate change. Now, what's happened is that these international agreements, and like the World Health Organization, are aimed at creating objectives that, again, are ideologically driven, uh, which override our sovereignty. So that if we agree that the World Health Organization is in charge of determining what we do in the next uh, pandemic, we are obligated to shut down our society or do whatever the World Health Organization demands that the United States government do, and we can't object. So decarbonization becomes central to reimagining capitalism. And I'm quoting Mariana Mazzucato, who wrote a 2016 book called Rethinking Capitalism. She's a Marxist, Economics and Policy for Sustainable Inclusive Growth, wrote that the performance of Western capitalism in recent decades has been deeply problematic. Her specific inclu- con- criticisms included her conclusion the financial crash 2008 and the prolonged recession and slow recovery that followed that have provided the most obvious evidence that Western capitalism is no longer generating strong or stable growth. Uh, this whole movement has become really an anti-capitalist movement and is aimed at shutting down uh, economic activity to go back to a world that may only have 500 million people instead of the billions we currently have. Uh, People who think this way understand and know that nuclear war is probably the fastest way to reduce population, and the world is moving towards nuclear war at a a very, very fast rate. And it could happen uh, at any day, especially with the confrontations that are going on between now the United States very closely working with NATO to supply weapons, by the time Zelensky gets F-16s, if he ever gets them, Russia will be seriously considering using the nuclear weapons Russia has now in Belarus in order to retaliate. But our military, this whole next story, uh, the Navy, uh, our our military is better equipped to run a transgender parade down Fifth Avenue than, than it is to conduct a war. It's a pretty alarming story. This was done by Daniel Greenfield. I followed him for a long time. He's an investigative reporter working with David Horowitz. And what he's reporting is that uh, on June 18, 2023, uh, the um, Pearl Harbor had a story of Lieutenant Nick Grant as a uh, gay cisgender man who is the co-chair of the Navy's Medical Force Pacific 
transgender care team. He was serving with pride. Well, the Navy has all of these commands throughout the Navy, which are these uh, transgender care teams promoting diversity within the Navy, at the same time neglecting to keep the Navy functioning. 40% of our attack subs are out of commission. Why? Because they need repairs and we don't have the capacity. The Navy is not maintaining the capacity to repair these submarines and get them operational. Under Biden, the number of operational nuclear power subs has never gone above 33 out of 49. A third of our submarine attack fleet is out of order. That's the new normal. As a Pacific Fleet sub-pack commander responsible for 37 attack and ballistic missile submarines, Rear Admiral J.T. Uh, Jablon is committed to broadening the diversity, equity, and inclusion of our submarine force. Well, our Navy is now committed to um, the pride agenda, and uh, they've abandoned the idea that they need to be prepared against communist China or any other international threat that we follow. And it's, it's extremely dangerous to see us depleting our stockpile of weapons by giving weapons to Ukraine and depleting our arsenal when China may be on the verge of taking over Taiwan or Russia may declare that they're at war with NATO. They've had it and begin to up the violence in NATO. What is the NATO going to do? Is NATO going to take seriously its invitation to Ukraine to ultimately join NATO and come to the defense of NATO? which would mean that NATO would be at war with Russia. We're on the verge of some very difficult situations because our government is following a neo-Marxist cultural war, a Maoist cultural revolution, in which the traditional values of the United States are being challenged. Uh, God is being eliminated from our country. We are looking at uh, embracing this this woke agenda, and as such, our economy is deteriorating, our middle class is being squeezed, and I think it's intentional to bring down the country and to put it into place. Our next crisis will be an economic crisis. So first we have a pandemic, then we have a war going on with Ukraine. Now we have an economic crisis, and we're just being step-by-step marched into a series of crises which have engineered us into accepting more and more government control and abandoning uh, more and more freedoms and accepting a diminished lifestyle as if it's the new normal. Chris, would you like to comment? The EU is under recession. You mentioned that earlier in this program. The idea is to get them to accept a lesser lifestyle. That's the whole thing about electric vehicles here. We don't have a powerful enough grid. We don't have enough charging stations, and certainly they're not powerful enough to get through certain areas of the country, especially with the load. So wait a minute, we have to accept a lower standard of living so the population can be, let's say, lowered so we can eat bugs. The elites can have uh, all the good steaks and everything else. They can fly their private jets and they can tell us they're not doing so like John Kerry. And, (laughs) And this is what we get. 
Well, it's it's a frightening frightening scenario, and it's being architected. Our, we're we're living in a architected future that is following in a you know a World Health Organization, uh, you know, agenda that Klaus Schwab has written, and his reset. We're being reset to be under the dominance of this small oligarchy that wanted to control the world with their machines and their technology. And uh, you know, it's very similar to what Nazi Germany did taking censuses with the help of IBM and knowing where all the Jews kept all their property. So when the Nazis came to get the Jews, they'd say, what happened to the gold that you used to keep in that safe? Because it had well, been registered with the government. Nowadays, they're smarter because you, they realizing through history, you can't just take over a country and force everybody into compliance. It's not easy. Yes, there will be a very uh, simple 60% who will fall in line. The fact is, though, if you manipulate an entire generation and a half to fall into line, eat the bugs, uh, not mind if everything they do is being registered through a central, uh, uh, I'll say registry for lack of a better term, but the idea is every everything these kids do or younger people do on their phone is being monitored. They don't realize it because it's easy. They're going to be hooking up their homes to uh, smart systems. We saw what happened to the gentleman, uh, the Amazon customer. It's going to, we're going to have a social credit score. It could take 10 to 15 years, but you have to manipulate a whole generation or two to fall in line with it like it's a regular thing. Whereas when right. we're going to be too old to, to even care yeah. about that at this point, uh, I, I mean, we'll care about it, but the fact is, it'll be the life that the younger generations will, only, it's the only life they'll ever know. They'll not realize that we were free at one point. But I, I got this book over the weekend. It's, I've just started reading it. It's called The grip of culture and what it is is a uh, the social psychology of the climate change catastrophe and they're basically saying that uh, the global warming is a secular religion and it's a cultural movement that um, has evolved into a, a religious set of beliefs because it's no longer fact-based it's based on ideologically convincing people that carbon dioxide is uh, emitted by uh, using hydrocarbon fuels to provide cheap energy and available abundant energy for uh, the modern industrial state, the U.S. leading the economy. This is evil. And uh, it's going to be a fascinating book. I'm not sure uh, yet whether or not the author has... Um, Oh, he, he's clearly uh, not in, in favor of it becoming a religious movement, but um, he's saying attempts to explain attitudes to climate change and the refusal of large parts of society to accept the idea of an imminent catastrophe have largely foundered. So this groundbreaking book overturns the existing literature, develops a powerful new model of public attitudes based on the interaction of traditional religion and a new culture, a new faith of climate catastrophism, which is instinctively accepted or rejected. And it censors is a series of measurements of public opinion called from major international polls, which make a strong case that society is now in the grips of a major new religion. Well, I think it's a, it, that one way of putting it is that it's a new religion. I think it's become a, a popular delusion. And uh, I think as people are beginning to realize that this is very similar to what we've gone through 
you know, when we decided to kill witches because we, all women were possessed by the devil. Well, eventually people came out of that idea, but it took a long time. And again, I think we're back into one of those popular delusions that has captured a lot of people. Uh, on the website, please take a look at our sponsors. We're uh, showing you both with Eric Smith, and we'll be talking to Eric this week again, this tool he has to find out whether your mutual fund is performing well in the class of mutual funds is a very disruptive tool. It's available free. You can use the tool to see if your mutual funds are competitive. Uh, Matt McMillan, uh, who is an expert on annuities, will evaluate your annuities and tell you know if you can get a better deal with a high interest rate environment, which we're in right now. Take a look at both of them. And my vital C, which is this carbon 60 that I've been taking now for four years. And it is really, I believe, remarkable in terms of the energy, the strength, the longevity aspects of this carbon 60, a remarkable molecule. And uh, Chris Burries, the co-founder of My Vital C, and I have just written a book about it. We'll be getting that out very quickly. Uh, I want to um, wrap up today and stay on time. And I think what we are seeing is that we are in the midst of a, a, a tremendous amount of paradigm shifting. And we're, we're going into this new globalist world, whether we like it or not, and our electronics are eventually going to control us. And uh, it's going to be very hard to stay off the grid. So, again, I'm strongly recommending that people think about getting and owning some gold. It may be the only thing that really holds value in the dystopian future we're going into. Uh, and um, I, I think this is a severe test in time. Uh, when the Department of Justice is clearly not investigating the Bidens and is politically going after Donald Trump for starting with classified documents that Joe Biden himself should have been investigated for. But the Department of Justice, Christopher Wray, I think it made very clear that we do not have equal justice. We've got politically partisan justice, and the Justice Department's goal is to support the woke agenda. And as such, if the traditional patriotism, respect for American values and the Constitution is now considered insurrection by our law enforcement agencies, we are in a, a very desperate time. We have to recognize the, the threats that are incrementally, step-by-step, step, leading us into totalitarianism. Now, uh, please take a look at this Walking Liberty Half Dollar. All these things here are to empower you and let you be in charge of your life, not to have to be dependent on the government or on banks that demand the real ID, etc., uh, living somewhat off the grid is going to be important in the next few years. Chris, any final cap comments before we wrap up? A lot of people have lived off the grid over the last 50 years. And it, as you said, it's going to be increasingly difficult to do so. Um, but maybe having a few aspects away from that, uh, keeping, keeping yourself off the smart appliance grid, keeping yourself away from having... Uh, those smart thermostats, anything that the government or any powers that be can control what you do, that's at least a start for those of you who maybe want to find themselves uh, not as surveilled as they want to be. The fact is, though, you have a cell phone. Everybody has one. 
you can be followed quite easily with those things as well. Turn it off once in a while. How about that? Just some thoughts. Uh, they, well, the government can even turn it back on. I mean, that's, so true. There that is, that's true. That's true. That's that, true. That, those days are over. You're right. You're 100 percent right. So, for, so strike that one. Well, <laughs> keep it, it, us. It, it's a good idea. I mean, thinking about this is a good idea. Now, the last thing I want to cover is this El Nino, and I put posted an article. This El Nino, is, we're right now going to see a whole series of articles saying that you know the Earth is heating up because of global warming. Uh, when this El Nino current shifts, and it's a pattern of the typically uh, the Earth currents in the Pacific go toward the west. Now, when that reverses, you're going to get El Nino instead of La Nina. The currents in the ocean start going from towards the United States. So they start going from the east to the west from the Pacific to the United States. And that brings a warmer set of, of uh, currents across the lower part of the United States, which generates drier and more heat across the southern United States and changes the weather pattern so that in general, it's hotter. Now, this is a natural occurrence. been going on for a long time, for centuries, uh, before human beings came around. And... The idea that this is because of hydrocarbon fuels emitting carbon dioxide is nonsense. These forces are massive. And there's nothing we've done that, as human beings that changes how these water currents in the ocean reverse and change. These are natural processes. The Earth's weather is designed to distribute heat from the equator, where the sun shines the most intense, to the poles and then to the northern atmosphere to distribute the heat to keep the earth relatively whatever temp there's no particular temperature that the earth thinks is perfect the earth is just going to regulate the temperature whatever it is going to take whatever heat is available and distribute it around the planet and things such as tornadoes hurricanes forest fires storms these things have been going on for millions of years way before human beings were here uh, we attribute too much power to ourselves. And I think good climate scientists understand that we are not the drivers. No, carbon dioxide is not the driver of Earth's temperature. We've had ice ages with much more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And the we didn't end the carbon, the last ice age with you know Neanderthals breeding with Homo sapiens, which happened in, at the end of the last ice age. How uh, that didn't, uh, wasn't there little carbon fires in the caves that caused the, the ice age to go away? It's the fact that the Earth began moving from a very elliptical orbit when it was very far away from the sun at its extreme to a more circular orbit. And that happens about every 100,000 years, regardless of the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So I'm going to encourage you to please read and think, learn some science. And don't go along with the narratives which are designed to appeal to your beliefs and emotions. Uh, think about whether you're being told the truth. And this is the truth central. My books are the truth about energy, global warming, and climate change. 
I think the truth is really what we're going to have to focus on, and we're going to continue to do so in the show. This is Dr. Jerome Corsi. Today is Monday, July 17th, 2023. In the end, God always wins. God will win here too. Uh, it could be a difficult period of time in which God uh, passes judgment on earth before he wins. And I hate to think of what that judgment might mean. Spirit of Second Chronicles 714, please join with me in getting down on our knees and asking God's forgiveness for allowing us to get to this point with a secular society that has abandoned God and embraced this hellish agenda of transgenderism, all these bizarre, woke ideas as the new normal. Uh, the lunatics shouldn't be running the asylum, and if they do, they produce anarchy and chaos. We can fix this with the help of God, and that's why we must implore God's help first by asking, by repenting and asking for forgiveness. Dr. Jerome Corsi will be back tomorrow. We are broadcasting every weekday. Thank you for joining us on The Truth Central. Like the program, share the program. God bless.